welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today's episode, today's topic is A Court of Thorns. Nope. I can't, I, I need to write down what this second book is called. A Court of <laughs> Mist and Fury, chapters 13 to 15. Yes, and I realized last episode I did not give the heads up of what this episode's chapters were going to be because I got overly excited by having a guest and that threw me off my... <laughs> my status quo but hopefully um if you're following us on instagram you you will know what chapters and this is a perfect example of why you have to be following us on instagram (laughs) so you aren't missing out but if god forbid you weren't it was chapters 13 through 15 as i said so just pause right now go read catch up and then and then we'll get back to it exactly (laughs) so how was your weekend is it was good. I actually, it was really fun. It was, I went down to Atlanta. Lovely. For two reasons. I was visiting a college friend and then Saturday I had a coworker's wedding, which was beautiful. Um, Atlanta's so fun. Was that your first time there? No, I've been actually twice before and every time I'm just blown away by how much I like that city. Like, really? yeah, like the Beltline, which is like in India, we have the Monon, but mm-hmm. imagine you know, a really long walking and running trail, but all along the trail is breweries, shops, oh. fun restaurants, like for miles and miles and miles. And there's just so many people on the trail, biking, walking, running, roller skating, walking their dogs, like along the belt line is like different parks, skyline views. It's just, it's such a fun city. And like, it's a huge city, but still so green and oh, just wow. so young and fun. I just love it there. Oh my god it's just a it's just atlanta no i just love it there <laughs> i feel like because i grew up pretty close by yeah i don't think of it so highly but i've also never really gone and experienced it as an adult as a 21 plus i mean i've only seen a very specific area of it because my friends live in this one area and that's where i've been every time i go but it's just i think it's the fact that We live in the Midwest, so going somewhere where it's nice all year round and like you can see the activities that people just get to do all year round, it's like a whole other way of living. I mean, it does get cold. I know, but not like here. (laughs) I mean, it gets, it can get pretty cold sometimes, but no, it definitely is. You get more, more days of sunshine for sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your trip down south. I am still counting down the weeks until I make... Actually, my vacation isn't even south, but it is to the beach. Um, I'm just going to the Jersey Shore. So three weeks. Country Music Festival. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Who are you seeing again? Um, So I can't remember all the headliners. I know John Party's one... Darius Rucker is one who's a South Carolina alum, so I'm definitely going to wear my jersey. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to like bedazzle it and stuff. I'm oh, like, my God. I know. That's so fun. Me. <laughs> but no, I'm really excited for that. There's also like uh, Riley Green is going to be there. Yeah. Um, Our favorite man. Yeah. And who was that other girl that opened for Luke Combs? Lainey Wilson. Yeah, she's going to be there. Um, Maddie and Tay, do you know them? Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen them. Oh really? Way back when, when they when girl 
in a country song first oh. came out oh yeah. yeah i don't know a ton of their stuff honestly but i'm i've been listening to like a playlist for the festival but what's that one song of theirs that i just loved for the longest time and i still it, really like uh the stain yeah. wait ha- mama wait <laughs> no i know I, I know like the both those words are in the song so it's i know like, we're on the same page i just yeah, can't remember the, in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah i just can't remember no it's like the name yeah I, I can't remember die from a broken heart mama can you die from a broken heart yeah. is the question yes yes that's a great yeah, song. yeah that is a good song i was just listening to that yesterday but yeah my weekend was also good this past one i i mean it was kind of boring i was just doing errands and relaxing today was lovely I got no sleep, couldn't sleep in this morning, so I just got up and I worked out and got my nails done, and then we went to the pool. Honestly, your day sounds so lovely. It was like the perfect day, and now I'm recording. I'm like, can this just be my life? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we just do our errands, get our nails, and go to the pool every day, and then the evenings we moonlight as podcasters. I know that's the dream. It's really the dream. So like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Speaking of um. You know, stardom, 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 <laughs> and uh, moonlighting opportunities. <laughs> I texted Sadie this, but I had the funniest—I don't know what to even call it—just like job ad <laughs> that I saw um, over the weekend in Atlanta. We've been talking about the "It Ends with Us" movie on the podcast, and like I feel like I talk about that. Did we talk of- about it? Just how I think we've mentioned it about how Blake okay. Lively's in it and how that's not if we haven't talked about it you know we're not sure everyone already knows the photos have looked atrocious yeah the photos actually someone hates her (laughs) (laughs) who works on that movie she's like one of the most beautiful women in the world and somehow she looks bad (laughs) someone should have told her not to do this movie because yes blake lively's beloved but at some point you're just you have to you can't do every role like you're not a fit for every role and she's such such a bad fit for this role but regardless I was talking about that to one of my friends on Thursday and then Friday I'm scrolling on Instagram and I get an Instagram ad but it's a casting call like it literally was a casting call and it says female actor needed for the it ends with us movie like background actor so I'm thinking it's like an extra so it's like oh my god this is so cool to get an ad for them a casting call ad and it said white european female between 59 and 511 boom i was like that's me <laughs> not that that's a very niche subtype but that's i do fit that description i'm a 5 foot 9 woman <laughs> so of course i click on the link and it takes me to this website called backstage if anyone's familiar with it i guess that's um a website you can have an account on and pay like 5 or 8 dollars a month for and then you, that's where a lot of people in entertainment post their job listings. Oh, just like extra things like that? Yeah, like you, if you go in it, there's a bunch of like roles and voiceover jobs and things like that. Oh, wow. So it's cool. But like the It Ends With Us movie was a clear standout of like, I recognize this. That's so cool. Right. And then I'm reading the description and it says, nudity required. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what? role in this movie would require nudity like it's not besides you know Blake Lively's role and then I read the description and the role is for Blake Lively's nude body double (laughs) 
for all of the sex scenes in that book. Because she's too classy to do nudity. Exactly. So they needed you. So he literally. And like, I was just cackling because I was with my friend and I was like so excited to apply for You're this like, role. I'm perfect. It's like, this is my big break. And then I see it's that. And like, I was, I was like, hmm, you know, I'm not not interested. <laughs> Because, because if you're chosen to play Blake Lively's body, I mean, there's no higher honor. No. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, my God. If you were cast as Blake Lively's naked body double, I would just literally be dead. I would de- cease to exist. The issue is, I, I mean, okay, in no world... One, I didn't apply. Two, I would never get it. But like, <laughs> but like, but like, if I did, I, my issue is I would still have to tell everyone I know because it'd be the coolest thing that ever happened to me. Oh, totally. And so it's like you have to just everyone know I was just everyone a naked body in this movie. Watch my naked body. <laughs> but it just kills me because you're just like, oh my god. Oh my god, this is awesome. This is so cool. This is perfect. And then you just see this and you just die laughing. <laughs> like, oh my god. But what a cool opportunity for someone out there. I <laughs> can't wait till we see the movie and we see the naked body double and we're like, that could have been you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a PSA to anyone listening who's interested. That role is currently open. Apply. If you apply. are if you're a woman and you're five nine, you you can get out there. <laughs> Show it off if you got it flaunt it. Yeah. But anyway, that's oh probably not the job for me, but I have since created an account on that <laughs> site for future listings. I really like Have we, you ever done any theater or anything? No. I just, you know, have the <laughs> podcast and now I just think I belong in the entertainment I'm industry. An entertainer. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> it's so funny to me. Oh my god. That's hilarious. I'm sure I wonder if my brother has an account on there. You should ask him. If not, there's there were so many other roles. I was like, if I lived in New York or LA, I'd be applying for all of these. Yeah, I should. I mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's heard of it. Yeah, or is on it. But I have to ask him. Well, anyway, should we dive into our chapters? Yes, let's talk about the mist. Talk about the fury. (laughs) (laughs) Sadie and I were reading together at the pool today. Oh my god! And it what a perfect day. It was such a great day. But I feel like I could tell you were having so many reactions to different quotes. Like you just be like ah. (laughs) So I'm really excited to hear it. What thoughts have since formulated? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you did see me live in action, taking notes and mm. and experiencing it firsthand. Um, also, I wanted to get maybe a little bit of a reaction out of you and Cat. You know, I wanted, I wanted you to see if you guys would give me any more deets. It truly makes me so uncomfortable when you start talking about the book to anyone else because you don't trust them. I don't trust anyone else <laughs> I don't I'm so, I can always tell too you get kind of like squirmy you're uh, like ready to jump in I, I'm literally like monitoring what what they're about to say and I'm ready to 
shove them in the pool like if, <laughs> if they look like they're about to say anything i will say i experienced the joy that you feel from the unknown like not knowing anything today when when michelle was talking she had just finished the first book yeah and she was like and we were talking about what courts were in she's like "Ooh, i need to get spring court yeah and i was like oh so naive yeah you were like yeah tamlin's my favorite guy <laughs> did i say that yeah. what? <laughs> that's what i was like saying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know my heart is torn as it is as pharaoh's well it seems like she's she sent that piece of her heart off well let's talk about it because it's a little bit unclear <sighs> this one hurts like a bad breakup yeah for anyone who doesn't remember last episode we left off with Tamlin locking Feyre in the house, which was not good, which was not good. And she freaked out. She had kind of a panic attack. She started to use her powers to try and escape, but she doesn't know how to use them. So she was encompassed in this like black wind tunnel thing. She couldn't get out of it. That she surrounded herself with. Yeah. And then more came and took her to Reese. And yes. that's where we left off. Reese shattered the uh, border or shield or whatever that Tamlin yeah. put around the house. And then Moore came in and grabbed her. Yeah. And saved her. And even Alice said, take care of her. Yeah. That's bad. Right. So we start chapter 13 off with Farah waking up from the coma or unconsciousness that she was Mm -hmm. in after all of this. And she's in the night court and she sees Reese sitting in an armchair across from her looking really intense. He sees that she's awake and then he's relieved and he tells her about what happened, which was that she wrapped herself in darkness and no one could see her. And Reese couldn't come get her himself because of protocol, which is why Moore went in and got her. And then he tells her that because she isn't here as part of her monthly agreement, she's under no obligation to go back unless she wants to. So Farah thinks about this. And all she can think to say is, he locked me in that house. It's so toxic. And Reese is like, I know, I felt you, even with your shields up for once. And then Feyre says, because Reese, you know, is offering for her to stay here indefinitely, kind of. Feyre doesn't know what to do. She's thinking about it and she's like, I have nowhere else to go. So Reese tells her that she can stay here for however long she wants to. But she says, okay, well... I will have to go back at some point. Reese then tells her that he made her an offer when she first came here to help him. And in exchange, she'll she'll receive everything she needs, like food, shelter, all of it. And Feyre thinks about if Tamlin knew about this, like if he knew that she was now in a position where she's more inclined to help Reese, he would literally blow apart the spring court. 
Yeah. I'm just... I'm just sad because I was really... I kind of said this before, but I didn't want it to be so easy for her to slip away and or run away or want to leave Tamlin. Like, you know, I made the prediction that it was just going to be like a slow burn with Resan, where it was like she's start going there every month she's starting to like he's letting her see stuff and tamlin isn't so she just slowly gets closer and closer with resand yeah i didn't realize it was gonna tamlin was gonna be such a fucking tyrant (laughs) (laughs) yeah and basically leave her no choice yeah i mean pharah clearly things are really bad with tamlin and she doesn't feel like she can go back right now but she still has some things to figure out. Like, she doesn't necessarily know what she's going to do. She she admits, like, maybe Tamlin needs time to heal, too. Yeah. She has no plan right now. She's really just taking it, like, it's day like by day. It's like every thought, though, is followed by, like, but he locked me in that house. He locked her in the house. And I, I really feel for Farah because she is a fae, but she has no court. Everyone else is like born into a court where it's that's their court, you know. She's like, if I'm not a spring, like she doesn't really fit in any court. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also just so confused by Tamlin. Like, why is he acting this way? Like, like Lucian is so good. Lucian, you know, went through a lot of trauma in his own court and. And Tamlin took him in and I, Lucian is good objectively. So I'm like, why is Tamlin so different? Yeah, we don't know because honestly, if you think, if you think back to the first book, we know some stuff about Tamlin and we know that he's very much a protector provider but like in the first book how well did we even get to know Tamlin you know what I mean yeah I feel like we met Tamlin at a obviously literally a weaker state but where he had like need for comfort too because he couldn't really protect which seems like where he finds his purpose in life. Yeah. And he, since he didn't have any of his powers, the years were running out of the curse. Like he felt hopeless and, and like he had no purpose. Maybe it was just a different Tamlin, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm mourning him. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Well, favorite is too. (laughs) And she tells Reese, okay, I'm not going back until I can figure some things out. And she's hoping that maybe Tamlin will come around and heal himself or something. But for right now, she is staying put in the night court. So this is a big pivot. Her first stray from loyalty. Yes. Yes. There's a few like big moments for her, I think. Yeah. Things start to change. 
And then her and Reese get into a discussion of her powers, which we broke down last episode, but they kind of start recapping as well. So she was like, okay, darkness, that's from you. Ice is from winter. Shout out winter. Um, (laughs) Wind is from... Winter's not mentioned that much, so whenever they do get a shout out, I will be making sure I capitalize on it. As you should. Wind is decor. And then Reese is like, presumably more powers that you still need to figure out. She didn't bring up the fire no or the shape-shifting yeah reese gets up and he tells her to rest and then he tells her that he has business in other parts of the lands and will be back by the end of the week and Feyre is thinking about how she'll be spending these next few days alone no one to talk to and she says same shit different court (laughs) yeah and she says take me with you Wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, take me along. I'll stay out of trouble. Just please. And I like this because I feel like she mentally keeps going to these very dark places, but she still will reach out and like ask for For help. help. Yeah. Which is showing that there's still hope for her. Yeah. A little bit of a person in there. Yeah. And so Reese thinks about it, but then he very seriously tells her, If she comes with him, she will not be allowed to speak of what she sees to anyone, especially Tamlin, because if she does, people will die. So if she comes, she's committing to lying about it forever. So if she goes back to the spring court, she can't tell anyone what she sees. And Feyre agrees. Okay, no, that is her first stray from loyalty. Yes, that's that's what I wrote. This that felt big because she's agreeing to lie in perpetuity to Tamlin. And to me that's like it's over. If you're agreeing to that, that's almost putting a nail in the coffin, you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. You're like her loyalties have shifted just in that moment. Totally. Also though, She's in a very bad place to be making big promises like that. Like, she is desperate. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just get me out of here. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. So then Reese smiles and tells her they leave in 10 minutes. And she asks where they're going. And he says, to Valeris, the city of Starlight. A new place. And we haven't seen a city yet. Okay. So she, like is so thrown off by like what a city there's a city and i was like why are you making such a big deal about a freaking city like why is that such a big deal but she explains and i understand more yeah yeah that basically every other city has been destroyed she's also never seen a city oh <laughs> so she says later she's seen bigger towns but there's no human cities in prithian any of the cities are on the continent, which she's oh, never been right. to. I do remember her saying that. But, like, I understand she hasn't seen one, but she keeps going on and on. She's just like, a city? A city? A city? I'm like, okay, relax. Just yeah. a fucking city. Yeah. But, but like, based on her knowledge, everything else was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. And it's crazy. She's been living in Prithian for so long now, and she's only ever seen Tamlin's Manor, one village that reminds her of the human village that she's from, and Under the Mountain. That's it. Yeah. 
So everything else is still totally new. And she doesn't, it's not like Tamlin's been telling her about other places or like what exists. So it's yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah. So she goes to get ready and yeah, she's like, what will the city even be like? Shouldn't everything be destroyed? And then she goes to find Reese waiting for her and he winnows her away and they appear in what resembles a foyer of someone's house. Specifically, it's a townhouse. And Feyre says she's been to a townhouse once before, but she was a child. And this was when her dad brought her to the largest town in their human territory. And as Feyre's thinking about the house, she's like, this house was a home that had been lived in and enjoyed and cherished. And it was in a city. And that is the end of chapter 13. And it was also the end of part one of the book. So the part one was House of Beasts, and now we're on part two, House of Wind. I don't know what these mean. <laughs> <laughs> Does that become more clear? It's such a good question. I'm saying it like it has some like profound meaning, yeah. so let me just think right now. <laughs> um, well, like, okay, so I slowly understood that a court of thorns and roses. Yeah. Um the thought like she's their love and yeah their thorn you know it just makes sense i can't even put it into words (laughs) i was thinking house of beasts tamlin is tamlin or and their um uh nightmares and everything yeah the things that torment them so then house of wind the house of wind is reese's house that they go to at the end yeah wait is that what this part is called this part is called House of Wind. Okay. And that House of Wind is also what he calls his other residence in Valeris. Right, yeah. right, right. I remember that. Okay. So now it's like, okay, so these names do make sense. Okay. Yeah. You know, part one. So Tamlin's long gone. The beast is dead. Well, what do you think? I mean, okay. I mean, she, <laughs> Tamlin's not going to just let her be gone. <laughs> Right. So but something is going to have to be resolved. In your mind, are they broken up? No. So in your mind, put yourself in Feyre's shoes. Where would it's, you? It's over for her. Mm-hmm. But it's not officially over. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm very much with you. Like, Tamlin didn't even know. He was gone. Yeah. When she came, when she freaked out and then was taken. Yeah. What do you think Tamlin's doing right now? Uh, fucking losing his shit. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, I wish we had a chapter from his perspective. I know. I know. I really just... I really don't like the I was going to kind of get into this more later and I'll get into it from the resand side in a little bit but I don't like the complete 180 of just making him seem like a villain like I get he's not he's acting toxic and not seeing her struggle or acknowledging her struggle or whatever but like yeah I almost wish that we like if he's through Feyre's 
story because that's the perspective we have if we're going to see like he's terrible from her perspective right now I want a chapter from his perspective to like make it make sense yeah and like humanize him because every time we have had a conversation where they actually have a conversation about their feelings we kind of get where Tailwind's coming from you know so it's like I love to hear from his side like even if it's like through one of his fits of rage of like him we get like we see Feyre's thoughts through her fits of rage and anger and her frustration and you feel sympathy but like I bet you if we heard Tamlin's thoughts it's like I just you know I don't even know because I don't have them yeah I need I need a Tamlin chapter but it's definitely not over they are still together but she's not wearing her ring. To be fair, she destroyed it accidentally. Oh, she did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I missed that. When she was um, cocooning herself in darkness and wind and fire, it melted off. Hmm. Hmm. Seems like maybe it could be a metaphor for something. <laughs> yeah. So she physically doesn't have it. But okay. no, she is okay. not wearing it. All right. Um, All right, anyway, carry on. I just hate I just hate how Tamlin is the antichrist in this book. Like I don't like I yeah, anyway, carry on. And it's it's hard because Tamlin is one of the main characters that we have in this book. And like you especially you've been reading this book for a pretty long time. You know, most people breeze through the first book. Right. And so he's one of the main people that we know. And so, especially in, in this format of of how we read it, I feel like we spent so much time with him. I know. We literally died for him. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we did. <laughs> so, yeah, there... The, um. I think how you're feeling is justified. Obviously, this isn't a clean ending. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. There's not no closure. There's no clear path forward. We're just like Feyre taking it day by day. Yeah. I also just, to the listeners, I want to remind everyone that Izzy made an excellent point. Like, I know that I sound very dramatic and overly invested in this. <laughs> This has been my life for, like, when did we start recording? March. It's now almost June when we're recording this episode. Like, this is a, you think the book itself is a slow burn? This is a slow burn for me. I only get to read a couple chapters at a time and then just talk about it and marinate it in it, in that relationship. So I'm not dramatic. (laughs) <laughs> okay let's um let's go back to what chapter what is the city called valeris valeris that's where we're headed we're headed to we valeris. Are in valeris we're in valeris that's where we start chapter 14 chapter 14 literally kicks off with reese saying welcome to my home so he tells us that he has two homes in the city one is for more official business but this one is for him and his family family mm-hmm. um who <laughs> I just assume they're all dead like Tamlin's. 
Didn't they say that previously? Okay. All right. Carry on. I guess not. <laughs> um, His family is dead. When he's saying family, I think he's talking about his inner circle. But that's oh. how tight they are. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I was like, I'm pr- I thought his family was dead. I hesitated because I you always have to. I always. I, that. I just always have to really think before I answer questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, I knew that because Amarantha, or his family killed Tamlin's family, and Amarantha liked Tamlin's family, and so she was taking out her anger on, towards his father yes. on on Resand. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yes, but for right now, it's just Reese, Feyre, and her handmaidens staying there, which makes Feyre tense because it's not like that hadn't not been the case at the night court house they were previously at, but this house is much smaller. It's like his house mm-hmm. and they're really, you know, more up in each other's space unless they're out in the city, but Feyre's never really been to a city because but I was like, isn't that what you wanted Feyre? Not necessarily with Resand, but she didn't want to be alone. Right. Right. So he's really just bringing her into his whole life. Um, Reese is about to say something, but then two figures come to the door and knock. And Ferris sees the outlines of two larger male bodies that have wings. And the person knocking says, hurry up, you lazy ass. And then another voice saying, if you're going to pick a fight with him, do it after breakfast. And then Reese ignores them. And he says, two things, Feyre, darling. One, no one but him and more are able to winnow directly into the house itself. So it's extremely well protected and she's safe here. She's also safe in all of Valeris because its walls are well protected and have not been breached in 5,000 years. 5,000 years is an interesting number because doing the math, that means obviously it wasn't touched during Amarantha. Oh, right. Yeah. So anyway, Farrah can go where, wherever she wants, where she, wherever she pleases. The second thing is that in regards to the people at the door, he says it's up to Farrah whether she wants to meet them now or go upstairs and take a nap. Since in his words, she's looking a little peaky. <laughs> <laughs> and then change into city-appropriate clothing to go walk around after. Feyre, despite having just been unconscious for however many hours, <laughs> is feeling very tired and very heavy from everything that's just transpired. And she tells him to just come get her when they're gone. And Reese looks a little deflated. And then a third voice joins the other two at the door. It's a woman, but it's not more. And she says, really, Resand, you locked us out? So we've got some inklings of new characters, a little tease of some people that we might get to meet later. A lot of new characters. But Feyre doesn't have the energy to meet them right now. So she goes up to her room. And after she's out of sight, she hears Reese in the group downstairs. And she hears one say, welcome home, bastard. And then the female voice say, send your dogs out in the yard to play, Resand. You and I have matters to discuss. And then a third voice saying, as do I. And then she hears more enter downstairs as well. And they continue to kind of bicker, like banter with each other as Feyre goes into her bedroom. 
So she asks her handmaidens who the people are. And Sarah Dwin tells her that this is Rhysand's inner circle. Vera's like, oh, I didn't realize High Lords kept things so casual, you know, with their friends. Friends, but also I think she's thinking inner circle as like the people who advise him. Mm, I see. And Nuala tells her most don't, but Rhysand does. Inner circle, having an inner circle is very Chuck Bass of him. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Yeah. that's true <laughs> i feel like that's something actually in the show i can't remember but maybe bart bass had an inner circle but very chuck bass of him yeah no it's like the trusted few who yeah. really know him you know yeah, what i mean totally. yeah and then things start clicking with Feyre about what Reese said earlier about the walls of the city not having been breached in 5,000 years. So this prompts her to ask Nuala how, how the city is actually here. And they just respond by saying, the High Lord is very powerful and was devoted to his people long before his father's mantle passed to him. Feyre again okay, is like, okay, how is the city still standing? And Saradwin tells her Reese really needs to tell her because he did what he had to to shield the city, and that's his story to tell. I liked that part because they say it's not our story to tell, and she's like, oh, he told you not to tell me? And they're like, no, he didn't say anything. I just, out of respect, think he should be the one that tells you. And she's like, oh, because she's so used to like Lucian yeah or anyone else not being able to tell her shit because Tamlin said don't tell Feyre so she just like assumed Rhysand did the same she's and we see this a lot in the next chapter really just trying to poke holes in everything that they Mm -hmm. say and that they do and there's a few times they like they just shut her down like no that's not the case just like yeah relax yeah literally relax yeah because all she's been told, well, I think it's two la- two layers. All one, all she's been told at the Spring Court is that the Night Court is it's a terrible, bad, horrible place, and then which is you know funny because none of them have ever been there. No one's ever been to the Night Court, but anyway, yeah. Um, and then two, that she also is only used to fair or high lords like Tamlin, yeah. And resand under the mountain basically controlled her. Yeah. So it's not like she's talking from her imagination. It's from experience. So mm-hmm. she's skeptical. She's super skeptical. She thinks everything is like some nefarious plot or, yeah. you know, something that is, she just like sees the bad and everything right now. So Feyre gets into bed. She's falling asleep. She's listening to the fireplace. She says she's listening to the chirping of the birds outside. And they sound so different from spring court. And she's thinking about how she might never hear those sounds again. And then she thinks, and some strange new part of me wondered if my never returning might be a fitting punishment for him for what he had done to me. And then she Oof. falls asleep, and that's the end of chapter 14. 
It's almost like you would think that in time, like as time passes, she finds more grace for Tamlin, but it's actually the opposite. Like normally, like in a toxic relationship or any fight in the moment, you're like, oh, my God, like you're horrible. And then as time goes, you remember their side of things. You started to make excuses for them you ultimately forgive them. Feyre goes completely the opposite direction in these chapters. She's like confirming and validating her own feelings further and further each time, which is, you know, appropriate. Right. It'd be very easy for her to be like, okay, because she's done. We've seen her do a lot of justifying of why he won't let her out of the house, why he won't tell her things. So it would mm-hmm. be very easy to extend those same reasons to this more severe circumstance. And yeah. she's really not doing that at all. At all. No, she's confirming that what he did was wrong and her feelings are valid more and more. But she's saying... She's noodling <laughs> on never going back. Yeah, like that's just not ultimately not real. Like you don't just disappear. You don't you're afraid a war will start, disappear to the night court. That's how you start a fucking war. <laughs> Literally. Literally. I know. I know. Is that a prediction? Is it? No. I mean, I don't know. These chapters emotionally drained me. I don't have any real predictions yet. In theory, Tamlin might not know she's at the night court. He wasn't there. You don't think Alice would tell or anyone there would tell him where she went? No, I guess that's true. I guess. How would she have been able to leave? Well, I don't know. More just kind of. More can winnow. No, she took her out. You're right. At this time, she's probably ta- probably saw her. I don't know that Alice would necessarily say that she saw. Her I mean, there. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he would go. Maybe he doesn't know where she is. But I think he would have a pretty good guess. I don't know. I don't really have any solid predictions this this time around. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot of again, you know. Reintroduction to where we are, a new city, new characters. Yeah, so. yeah. In this, in these entire chapters, only like two days go by, mm-hmm. if that. So chapter fifteen starts. Pharaoh wakes up four hours later and takes her a minute to remember where she was and what happened. And she wakes up and for the first time in a while, she's not dead tired. She feels very you know weary, sad, but she's not, you know, physically so drained. She goes downstairs and Reese is waiting for her. And Feyre has, you know, found in her closet some clothes to wear. She's wearing a sky blue coat, pants, and a cream sweater. I'm like, cute. It's like very (laughs) different. I'm like, what century are we in? That just sounds like a normal outfit. (laughs) I know. I know. It's weird that the styles would be that drastically different between courts. Right, no. Spring Court's like Bridgerton. Spring Court's literally Bridgerton, and here she is just like in a city, modern day. <laughs> but okay, cute. 
Um, and then Feyre and Reese step out into Valeris. And they go out in the lawn. She sees streets just bustling with high fae. And Reese very much just lives among them. Like this townhouse is like in the city. Yeah. Like he's next to just like in regular a, people. In a block with just other townhomes. Yeah. Respect. A it's man, yeah. a man of the people. Literally, uh, he's a man of the people. He's not separated in some estate. He's in the city. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So to describe the city a little bit from Feyre's POV, she's seeing cobblestone streets. It's very hilly. At the bottom of the hill they're on, she sees a winding river that goes into the sea. And then there's like ships and like, that's cool. I'm picturing a very European style city. Like, I don't know what city specifically, but it sounds kind of wintry. I'm almost thinking like kind of like Switzerland-y, like a city there, but that goes into the sea. Um, sounds really pretty. Yeah. And Vera's like, okay, so officially no monsters, no darkness, no hint of fear or despair. Untouched. It's actually the opposite of fear. It's like children are laughing in the streets, like people yeah, talking. Everyone's and... just going on their merry way. Yeah. So truly this enormous city was spared from Amarantha and we have no idea how. Although Feyre says she can feel power here, like emanating from specifically like the mountain ranges mm-hmm. that border the city she can feel power but Feyre gets mad thinking about this I because roll yeah because mm-hmm. in her mind the rest of Prithian was left to bleed for the last 50 years so as she's looking at the mountain ranges that surround the city Reese points to the middle peak where she sees holes and windows that are built into the upper part of it. And he says, that's the house of wind as this section of the book is called his other home in the city. And they will be dining there tonight. And then Feyre asks, you know, like how, like how, how is the city here? And Reese says luck, which is not a good answer <laughs> because this is like feeding sassy Feyre, like yeah. her, like the fuel to her fire to be like, oh, luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How lucky for you that <laughs> your people were here and the rest of Prithian was ravaged and everyone here was safe. Then like Reese is not the right person to take this out on. Like he was under the mountain. Yeah. And so Reese doesn't say anything. And Feyre asks, okay, like, did you think for one second to extend this luck somewhere else? And Reese is like, he's very calm. He explains that Valeris has never been known to the outside world because of spells and wards around it, which is why it was able to uh, to remain a secret from Amarantha. Like she knew about other cities. She doesn't know about Valeris. No one knows about Valeris who's not in the night court. At this point, I was like, give me a break, Feyre. Can we just like rewind to when Tamlin said that he would fight in any war against slavery and blah, 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 whatever. And she was thinking, oh, I can't say I would do the same. I would just do whatever is right to protect my family. Now yeah. you're Miss Big and Mighty. Oh, you are you wouldn't, you know, help all the other courts and the other people. Like, bitch, you're the same way. She's the same way. That's the perfect quote. Yeah, to call like, back to. I was literally like, "Give me a break." 
now you're all high and mighty yeah. spread the wealth blah 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 yeah he was protecting his family his people just as you said he would it quite literally sounds like he was doing his job as is, the high lord of the night court is his title high lord of prithian no no she's like she's like oh my god it just that part really made me mad yeah i no, think that was one of my sound effects at the pool today because <laughs> i was just like what yeah he was doing his job protecting the night court this secret that high lords in the night court from centuries before him created and not that that you know i can't use that as the excuse because tamlin tries to use that shit but but I just don't like how Pharaoh's trying to act like she's all high and mighty. You gave jewels to one poor spring court <laughs> person. Now you're you're misspread the wealth. Like, relax. Yeah. Honestly, in all of the chapters of the of both books that we've read so far, and I I still it's not like I dislike Pharaoh necessarily. I dislike her in this chapter a lot. Yeah. Okay, the other side of me, though, is I also am not ready to go. I'm not ready or don't want the books to just go 180 full send. Reese is the greatest high lord. He is so giving and good and a good person. Like, let's not forget what he made, what he did in the last book. Totally. Like not even just a Pharaoh, but making Lucian and Tamlin get on their hands and knees and press their nose to the floor in Tamlin's own home and beg. Like the way he talked to them at that lunch is not high, mighty and good. And then lunch, uh, it was a lunch. (laughs) (laughs) And then (laughs) it makes them sound like real housewives. Like I was at that lunch. Okay. Yeah. And then under the mountain, when Pharaoh was on the fence about accepting a deal with him and he fucking grabs her arm in searing pain, like, was he Mr. Helps a lot then? You know, I know that... No, he's, he's ruthless. There is yeah. a ruthless side of him. Yeah, and I just feel like we're getting away from that a little bit. He's not... It's not Tamlin is this beast and Resand is this good man of the people. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're seeing a very different side of Resand these three chapters, but we don't forget what has happened. Yeah. Not too long ago. He roofied her night after night. Humiliated yeah. her. Yeah, and that, that. And now he's all, you can do whatever you want. Why don't you go take a nap? Eat something, Farah. Don't ever think badly about yourself, Farah. Bitch, where were you saying that when you were making me give you lap dances every night? You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I also don't want it to sound like now I'm shitting on Resand. We're, none of us are perfect here. Sadie's having just a complex, <laughs> some complex feelings. I really am. I really, really am. I guess it's just end of the line. No one in this book is all good. No one in this book is all bad. So we can't just like ship Tamlin off. We can't just fully accept Resand in. We also don't have to like not like Resand. We also don't have to like like Tamlin. 
all the things all at once and you know what we also don't have to like Feyre and I agree she sucks in this chapter (laughs) I mean yeah oh my god because not even drinking this episode (laughs) (laughs) because I mean Feyre to everything and it's like she's seeing the first pieces of kind of goodness like a city with people happy and safe Mm -hmm. and her first thought is just to be negative and just to be like okay well you didn't think about opening this place up as a refuge like she's yeah you're right she's on some high horse she's just very glass half empty yeah like the other way to look at this would be oh my gosh how amazing that you were able to keep a place safe from amarantha how lucky are they yeah to have you as their have such a good protector yeah but fair just really wants to find something to be mad about and like and part of it is i mean she's very bad place mentally but yeah she doesn't really like resand she's not about to you know eat this all up she's very skeptical yeah but reese says in response to this about opening it up as a refuge he says when amarantha came i had to make some hard choices very quickly and then he says you know now is not the time for this conversation which is like okay heard that before <laughs> But then she asks, okay, so what about this city was so worth saving at the expense of everyone else? Which again, I don't know that it was at the expense of everyone else. Yeah, no. There's only so much Reese can do. What, you're going to shove all of Prithian into this city? Right. But Reese says everything. <laughs> what? I just said everything. <laughs> I just whispered it. Everything. <laughs> And flash forward, he takes her on a little walking date around the city. It's giving Bachelor one-on-one. No, literally stop. I wrote that exact same thing. Oh <laughs> no, my god! I said, this reminds me of bachelor, bachelor dates when they're just out and about in a new city, like in Europe. And, they just yes. pop, and, that, and there's always one date in each city where they just pop into shops and talk with the locals yes. and buy some stuff. So cute. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And Feyre's like, okay, he actually wasn't exaggerating. She describes it very nicely. Again, it mm-hmm. reminds me of like a European city on like a sloping hill down to the sea. There's market squares and she's like, there's tea shops and with tables and chairs outside full of people talking and laughing. There's these market squares that sell clothes and shoes and fabric and jewels, among other things. Feyre walks by a shop selling jewels and that's when she sees the jewels she mentions she's not wearing her ring obviously um she just notes that but Resand is shopping for jewelry for a friend he says but Feyre just keeps waiting outside all the shops for him because she's not quite ready to interact with people apparently mm-hmm. which makes sense but no one's looking at Feyre or resand very unlike the spring court where you know everyone's always gawking at her gawking at her even you know lucian and tamlin when they're around people are very reverent Mm -hmm. resand is kind of just again one of the people man of the people they'll like give him like a soft smile a head nod a hey or you know whatever but yeah no no dropping to their knees (laughs) yeah um so they're walking around the different markets and then in Favor's thoughts she's like Reese is walking a few feet away from me he was keeping his hands in his pockets and I was like 
well, did you want him to hold your hand? Like, why does that matter? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, but again, they're just walking around. People don't, people aren't really, you know, going out of their way to stare at them. But people do, some people interact with him. They smile. They say, welcome back. They're very friendly. Nothing like Farrah's experienced before. And then they walk to the artist's quarter. And Reese goes, this is what Valeris is known for. And I was like, it's a secret city. You just said no one knows it. Oh, <laughs> that is a little bit of a, a, a hole, I guess. Well, do you think other places in the night court know about it? That could be true. Yeah. Anyway. There's a little bit of a hole there. Anyway. <laughs> The artist quarter sounds lovely, but uh, Feyre freezes. You know, it sounds nice. There's hundreds of galleries, you know, supply stores, sculpture gardens, etc. It's it's called the Rainbow of Valeris. And old Feyre would have absolutely passed out with excitement. Yeah. All the new Feyre can say is, I'm tired. Because it feels like that part of her has died. And Reese is looking at her and he's like, well, we can come back another day. It's almost time for dinner anyway. It's sad. Really trying. But I agree with you. It's like, uh, uh, it's like slightly unbelievable as you're reading this chapters that the same Reese from the first book is now like concerned with her, like not having any hobbies. <laughs> you know I know. I mean? Or he's like, he's yeah. like so concerned with her depression that he's like trying to like get the old Feyre back. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, but we know that he has motives too for wanting her around. So right, right, yeah. So and they- he does care about her. Like, yeah. Like I know that some shit happened under the mountain, but like they had moments. Like he was vulnerable with her a couple times. Yeah, no, they were the mountain. Their relationship grew, and they definitely have some similarities. Yeah, and he also, over. I think, feels, because of their bond, like, feels personally invested. Like, he feels her pain. Right, Literally. I, I imagine when you start being able to feel someone's emotions, you just, I mean, how can you not be empathetic to what they're going You're through? You're literally empathetic. It's like, well, yeah, he wants her to be happier. He doesn't want to feel depressed all the time either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, like, you also have to think about before her first visit, there was three months of like misery and depression that he she just had walls her walls down that he was just fully feeling and and hearing her thoughts. So it's like he you can't help but like I mean we hear Farah's thoughts when we can't help but yeah. have sympathy. Yeah. And this is an example <laughs> of um of him feeling her dark dark thoughts because Feyre is looking around the artist quarters and she starts absolutely spiraling she's thinking you know even as people stop to admire the approaching sunset as if the residents of this place this court had the freedom the safety of enjoying the sights whenever they wished and had never known otherwise and this makes her want to scream she says she's so mad and she can feel the power, like her power, 
boiling beneath her skin, kind of what happens when she, you know, loses it. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking that she wants to show them what had been done to me while they had been painting and drinking tea. Like, she wants them to suffer, too. Yeah. And this is when I'm like, oh, my God, because... You think she has all these dark thoughts and we've talked about them in the previous episodes that are so sad and so just depressing that you think it can't get worse. And then she says something like this and you're like, so like she's in a bad place, but now it's like, this is her villain origin story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like whoa. that. Like this is so not favorite. She's so self-sacrificial, obviously, you know, she provided yeah. for her family. She sacrificed herself under the mountain. Like now she's like, no, I want other people to suffer. Well, I think she's just like, I'm so fucking tired of being the sacrifice and being yeah. the one suffering. Yeah. But it's Does that justify? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just a thought. Like it's her, you know, yeah. everyone has their moments. <laughs> But thank God for Reese here. He tells her. I mean, he feels... He's literally like, chill, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, like he feels and, you know, probably hears what she's thinking. And he's like, hold on. Like, hold on. The people are blameless. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, her rage immediately goes away. And she snaps back to reality. Like, okay, of course. I mean, the people, what are they going to do? Defeat Amarantha? Like, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah. So Feyre, again, is just like, I'm tired. And Reese, who's, you know, very stoic, unreadable at this point, tells her, okay, well, tomorrow we'll go for a walk because Valeris is meant to be viewed at night. Because of course. it's the city of starlight. Yes. And then Feyre asks who's going to dinner with them tonight. And Reese lists off his inner circle. And he's saying that he wants Feyre to come to dinner with them and meet them before she officially decides to stay here and work with him. To, you know, get a sense of her surroundings and what she'll be doing. It totally feels like when, (laughs) when you like are dating someone and, um, um, but your family's a little crazy and it's like before I really want you to know what you're signing up for. Like in not when you're dating someone, but like in a rom-com or something when yeah. it's like, you really need to know yeah, like my family, like what you're signing up for by marrying me. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what it's giving. We get the sense, you know, they're big personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think he's testing her to see if she can even handle it. Oh, you know I what see. I mean? Yeah. 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 Fair. So he tells her about the group, and these are the three people at his door earlier. So, first, there's Moore, who we know already, mm-hmm. and she's his third in command. And then there's Cassian, and there's Azriel, and we don't really get much about them. And then there's Amran, and she's the second in command. Which is surprising to Feyre because she's a woman. And Reese tells Feyre, don't underestimate Amarin. She's not quite high fey. Like something else is within her. Oh, God. <laughs> and he also says she has a big temper. And he himself is somewhat afraid of her. Which says a lot because everyone else that we know is terrified of Reese. Like who's Reese, who's Reese going to be scared of? Yeah. 
So then hearing this, Feyre has a really dark thought. Were you going to say something? Did, it was this the part or has he said it yet where he says that he's the most powerful? That Rhysands is the most powerful? That he says he's the most powerful high lord in like, like centuries or something. Um, that might be here. I actually don't know if I made a a note of that. Uh, well, he says, like, even I try to avoid conflict with her. And that's saying a lot because I'm the most powerful high lord in centuries or whatever. Subtle flex. I know. Something like (laughs) that. We just slip that guy in there. I know, I know. But, um, I was thinking, like, that makes sense of why Tamlin's all high and mighty until Rhysand's there. And then he's like. Please don't tinker. <laughs> oh, so true. Um, yeah. But that's a good call out because I didn't write that down. But that that is true. Reese is quite powerful, which we knew. But yeah. you know, when he says it like that, you're like, oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. But hearing about how powerful Amrin is, who we haven't met yet, Feyre, instead of being terrified, is thinking to herself, hmm, well, maybe... I pick a fight and uh, she kills me like could be a mercy at this point. But before she can get too lost in this thought, Reese grabs her face and says, don't ever think like that. Not for one damned moment. (sighs) Powerful. And then as their eyes are locking, Ferris slips into his mind accidentally, similar to what happened with Lucian. A few chapters ago. She doesn't know how to control it, obviously. But she sees herself through his eyes. And she sees a gaunt face, sharp cheekbones, dull eyes. She says she looks as if rage, grief, and despair had eaten her alive. She's like, damn, girl, you look rough. Yeah. So, of course, she's like, you tricked me. How? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I don't know how you get past my shield. I thought he was going to be mad. Well, I didn't actually think he would be, but I was nervous that he would be mad. Because, I mean, as you've mentioned before, like, the High Lords don't like that she has their power. Yeah. And you thought maybe Tamlin was going to be mad about that. So -hmm. that could apply here, too. Right. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, so Reese asks, who else this has happened to? And he hears her remember that first time with Lucian. And Reese is like, oh, God, Lucian, what a miserable mind to be in. <laughs> We're not here for the Lucian slander. Yeah, no. That is the one thing I'm like, that almost stands out to me above everything else. I'm like, Reese and Lucian don't get along. And we love Lucian. Wait, I know. I know. I I feel like it's possible that it's just blind trust in Tamlin. But I also just don't see Lucian as being someone who has blind trust. So that's why I also am like having to remind myself this book that like Tamlin is not all bad because I trust Lucian with my life. (laughs) And let's also remember the culture of Prithian Mm -hmm. and the low bar that we have for what makes a good high lord. Like, or I guess just to put in perspective, we've we've heard about Lucian's dad murdering Mm -hmm. yeah yeah his girlfriend in front of him right we don't know too much about the other high lords but we get a sense it's very violent 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tamlin's father was Tamlin's father Amarantha. Yeah. So Tamlin's not that. You know what I mean? It's not like right. people in his court are suffering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per se. And he's definitely he was anti Amarantha. He's anti slavery. Like yeah. So he's definitely an improvement. Um but he could also have some improvements. Yeah. Yeah. Then don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so Reese doesn't know how Feyre got past his shield, but he's guessing that maybe because Feyre has some of his power that his shields think that she's almost him, like has yeah, essence of Reese. Yeah. So she can slip in because it doesn't it doesn't seem like a foreign person. Right. Yeah. Feyre's like, well, take your power back. I don't want it. And Reese smirks at her and says, doesn't work that way. The power is bound to your life. The only way to get it back would be to kill you. And since I like your company, I'll pass. I was like, generous of him to say he likes her company because she is so dreadful right now. I know. I thought, I mean, the more realistic response would have been like, and I need you. I still want your help. I'll pass. Yeah. Yeah, he also tells her to be vigilant in keeping her shields up because, again, other people have these powers, too. We learn they're called Daimati. Yeah, no clue. But it's a rare trait, but people who are Daimati can use it to their advantage to, like, have you do whatever they want, Mm -hmm. basically. Again, Thera is super snappy with him here. She's like, oh, it must be so nice that all your people are protected from people like this but no one else is and again it's like sorry he's so good at his job I don't know (laughs) I don't know what he's supposed to say and then they walk home in silence and Feyre's just thinking a bunch of really dark stuff like won't recap all of it because it's nothing new she's just thinking about how she just again feels nothing even when she was poor and starving there was still like pieces of light in her Mm -hmm. now there's nothing and that's the end of this scene with them exploring Valeris. Very somber. Fair is obviously very sad, but Reese has been surprisingly more somber than we've seen him too. Mm-hmm. Not as snarky as usual. Mm-hmm. So flash forward and Fair and Reese are about to leave for dinner. Fair is in this very formal long blue dress ready to meet the inner circle. They're on the roof of the townhouse and Reese is trying to fly her up to the House of Wind for dinner. And Vera's not having it. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, the House of Wind is shielded against winnowing. So we got to fly unless you want to walk up the 10,000 steps. And he's like, I won't drop you. <laughs> and Vera goes, the wind will rip my dress right off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it just says Reese's grin widened. Sorry, became feline. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he doesn't mind that idea. So she tries to run for the door, but Reese uses a wing to block her from leaving and then like curls it to hurt her back towards him. Ew. <laughs> and Feyre keeps trying to stall. She's like, why can't they meet here? But he kind of explains and it's very much because... As we've mentioned, they have 
it's it's a bigger group of people they seem to have big personalities the townhouse isn't huge and so he's essentially worried that if they're come to the house where fair is like staying it's gonna feel like she's you know trapped there or like if she can't handle it she doesn't have anywhere to go yeah and that would make her feel probably like claustrophobic Mm -hmm. and panic uncomfortable which is actually very considerate of him Mm -hmm. but she just says i'm not some broken doll you are (laughs) (laughs) you actually are (laughs) literally yeah she's not doing well so you know reese is like hey I, i i know but I want you to meet my friends and not feel overwhelmed. And she goes, I didn't even know you had friends. He's like, I roll. Like, you're just looking for any any little snip to make, even though it, like, doesn't make sense. They were literally there this morning. Right. <laughs> right. She's just being so rude. It's so exhausting. She just doesn't want to go. She's no, just she, depressed. Yeah. She does not want to go at all. But he grabs her waist. He, you know, flares his wings back about to take off. And he tells her, you know, you say the word tonight and I will take you back here. No questions asked. It's your choice. If you want to work with us, great. If not, fine. Feyre really doesn't want to go. But again, it's she knows. She's like, what am I going to do? Just go to sleep again? So she mm-hmm. goes. And again, that is at least a glimmer of she's not, she's doing something. She's She's not completely wallowing in her depression right right so she just says please don't drop me and then they shoot into the sky and now this also feels quite intimate because they're pressed up against each other the way they're positioned it sounds like when he talks it's like right in her ear and they're yeah i well he's she said that one of his arms is like under her legs the other is like on her back and stuff so he's like like carrying her like a baby Mm -hmm. but i feel like her head is like more leaned up into his shoulder Mm -hmm. snugly (laughs) it's giving no the when they like rushed into the air while he's holding her it reminded me of obviously um bella on the back of edward (laughs) When he's running around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're right up against each other. They're flying over this beautiful city. Great views. Tamlin is literally setting the spring court on fire if he knows this is happening. <laughs> he would literally die. Ugh, and that makes that breaks my heart. Yeah. Fair is a little terrified. Fair. But she says Reese's body's, you know, warm against hers. She can tell he's, like, built for flying, very comfortable doing this, obviously. She says even his scent reminds her of the wind. It smells like, or he smells like, rain and salt and citrus. I just don't think you're noticing how people smell unless you're, I don't know. You like their pheromones? Like, never am I like, oh, this person smells like citrus and salt and wind. Like, it's it's never happened in my mind. The only time I notice someone smells if it's bad. Right. Unless I, you know, like them. Exactly. Yeah. Pheromones. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she was like, I as he, like, swooped and dipped, she couldn't help but, like, cling tighter to his whatever clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He rises super fast and then she clutches onto his, like the collar of his jacket, which makes him laugh. And then he says, 
I expected more screaming from you. I must not be trying hard enough. I liked that part. And she's like, no. Yeah. And he like kind of giggles. He's like, like he's do just- not. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then Reese tells her about, you know, randomly just brings up that when he was a boy, he would sneak out of the house by just jumping out of a window and then would fly around all night long. And Farrah's like, oh, but your parents loved that. And Reese is like, well, my mom was a Lyrian like me. And some nights when she caught me sneaking out, she'd just jump out with me and fly around until dawn. Oh, does Illyrian mean they fly? Yes. Yeah. They have wings. Oh. That's not like him shape-shifting necessarily. He just has them. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. Because yeah. he was like, when my father would find me, I'd be in trouble. But then sometimes my mom would... And she'd just go fly with me. Yeah. So cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. That's a nice, mo- that's a very tender side of Reese. Yeah. And Farrah's like, oh, well, she sounds lovely. And Reese says she was. So. <gasps> Sigh. Don't get more on this, but clearly, like, no one's family lives. I know. <laughs> in Prythian. <laughs> so they reach the House of Wind, and Farrah takes in the view of the city. And seeing how huge it is, she's like, she just feels kind of oh foolish because she's like, I did not realize the size of the world or the size of Prithian. I, I couldn't, I just, she can't believe that a city this large could remain hidden from Amarantha and from the other courts. And so she's thinking a lot. And Reese goes I'm out with ready. it. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> he goes out with it. And he tells her to say one thing on her mind and he will too. And this is where my notes end and just says, go to Kindle. So... <laughs> Because she was taking notes on her computer at the pool, then her computer died. and Yes, but also I was like, I'm going to write down all of this anyway, so I might as well just read it from my phone because it's beautiful. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. So Reese tells her to say one thing on her mind, and he'll say one thing too. She's like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Reese just offers up a very vulnerable piece of information. He says... I'm thinking that I spent 50 years locked under the mountain and I'd sometimes let myself dream of this place, but I never expected to see it again. I'm thinking that I wish I had been the one who slaughtered her. I'm thinking that if war comes, it might be a long while yet before I get to have a night like this. Sad. It's also, it's nice that he knows Feyre's not going to, you know, open up to him. So he's like, let me tell you something personal about me. Gives an olive branch, kind of. Yeah, because... Obviously, her and Tamlin never talked. Right. It's hard for her to open up. For sure. So, Farrah, again, doesn't want to open up. So, she tries to deflect and says, oh, you think war is going to be here that soon? I mean. And. The way you ask that question, it's like, if she, if does he want lemonade? <laughs> like, yeah. She's talking about war. It was a little bit more. Yeah. but Reese is like I'm not answering any questions I told you three things tell me one and then Farah okay I'm ready okay she says I'm thinking that I must have been a fool in love to allow myself to be shown so little of the spring court I'm thinking there's a great deal of that territory I was never allowed to see or hear about 
and maybe I would have lived in ignorance forever like some pet. I'm thinking that I was a lonely, hopeless person, and I might have fallen in love with the first thing that showed me a hint of kindness and safety. And I'm thinking maybe he knew that, maybe not actively, but maybe he wanted to be that person for someone. And maybe that worked for who I was before. Maybe it doesn't work for who, what I am now. And then, (laughs) yeah. And she thinks the words hateful and selfish and ungrateful for all Tamlin had done. That's really powerful. I know. Um, That's a big epiphany to have one day after she left. Like, she's thinking, essentially concluding that who she was as a human, that person and Tamlin compatible and almost phrasing it like he took advantage of her position as a human. Like he wanted to be that person for someone who could like protect and provide. And she was lonely and hopeless and like, I mean, saying could have fallen in love. I don't think, I mean, she says not actively, not actively, but, but I think, yeah, he wanted that. She needed that they were compatible yeah he wasn't able to protect anyone at his spring court yeah for those seven times seven years (laughs) for those 49 years yeah and so he was happy to protect her yeah i think it was uh, i think it was a little more than that i think i mean i think he genuinely loved her and everything but for sure just a classic they grew apart they're different people now yeah no but I think it's a powerful way her perspective looking back and being like I would have I could have fallen in love with the first person who showed me like hope and yeah a little bit of kindness yeah because of the place she was in in life yeah is very eye-opening like when I first read that I was like holy shit, did Sarah just waste an entire book of my time? Like, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, because (laughs) I guess that's kind of true. Yeah. You know, it's honestly like a big epiphany to have so quickly because I feel like when I think back on my own dating life, I'm like still having realizations Yeah, about how like, how the place I was were the place I was at in my life and how yeah. that relationship, those relationships kind of happened or whatever. But I mean, they're like years, years and years past. Yeah. So it's, it's honestly amazing that she's having that, but it's also like because of her circumstances, like, yeah, she's seeing something she's never seen before. She's in a world she's never been like, Right. And this first line, her thinking she must have been a fool in love to allow herself to be shown so little of the spring court. Like, yeah, she again was in the house and she saw one village. Right. And now she's in this massive city. And even like pre under the mountain. Yeah. She was spending days and nights just painting in the garden. Yeah. Her world was so shrunken. (laughs) And... It's not who she is. Yeah. That's not who she is. 
Yeah. So. It's just, wow. A really big moment. And what does Reese say again? Reese just goes, that was five. Like that was five thoughts that she gave. Mm -hmm. And then he tells her, so I owe you two thoughts later. Because two winged males were standing in the doorway. I hope they didn't hear. (laughs) I hope they didn't hear. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of personal information. Um, But that's where we end chapter 15. And that's where we end this episode. About to meet some new friends. Oh, my gosh. What an emotional roller coaster these three chapters were truly. So you touched on this earlier, and I feel like I know where you stand with Tamlin. But I don't even know where I stand with Tamlin. That's what I mean. Like, you (laughs) see both sides. You're you're conflicted. Yeah. But how do you feel about Resand? Also conflicted. Like, he's... This is what I'm saying is, like, between the two books, they're completely different characters. And... I mean, Resand did have some moments underneath the mountain. I just need, I need more answers from him on motives. Like, was all of that behavior just because he had a grand plan to, like, free them from Amarantha? Are they going to have a conversation about this? Like, I don't know. I feel like I like Resand. Because I think he's like real with her and just like freaking normal, but also a little like has some personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I go back and forth on him because it's like, yeah, if I only read this book about Resand, team Resand all the way, love him. But. What about under the mountain resand? They need to have a conversation about that. You know. So how do you think Tamlin's going to come back in the picture? I mean, you're right. It's not like we're never not yeah. going to see him again. Yeah. Do I you mean, have a prediction there? Nothing solid. I think either one, like, eventually... Pharaoh's going to be like, I have to have closure with Tamlin. Like, maybe, I don't know how long things will go, but maybe things start heating up a little with Pharaoh and Rhysand. and But then, like, the, the fact that it's still open-ended with Tamlin starts to, like, haunt her, and she's like... Yeah, can we ship that before, she, if she doesn't ever go and... Feyre, break up with him? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're, they almost happen or something. Like Feyre and Rhysand ha- keep having like some intimate moments and like things are heating up. But it's like she's feeling bad and haunted by like because she's like I'm having these emotions towards Rhysand and I need to like close that chapter with Tamlin. Yeah. So she goes back. That or Tamlin's batshit crazy as he has been the past 15 chapters and, you know, shows up at the night court. So those are my two. Well, two good predictions. Any other thoughts on chapters 13 through 15? 
No, I just want to say, though, I hope it's the first prediction. I hope Talon's not fucking crazy. What if she goes back to the spring court to close the chapter and it's just like raining all the time and it's like that type of spring because he's so upset. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, our next group of chapters is 16 through 18. So this is a dense group. I do feel like these last three chapters were a little bit lighter the reason being I could not include this next chapter in this chunk because this next chapter is so dense with information. It was going to be like too much. So wow, okay. I, this next, oh God, this next, these next three chapters are, are really good. Um, get into the plot a little bit more for oh, sure. Yeah. Exciting. And then they're, they're pretty long. So we talked so much about Pharaoh's depression. I'm excited for a plot. I know that's been our main conversation point, but and it doesn't like necessarily go away, but <laughs> other things uh, come into place that are going to be exciting. So cannot wait. So look forward to that with chapters 16 through 18. Sadie, any final words? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic to stay up to date on all the chapters that we're reading when I forget to mention it on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. See you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.